Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. This 25th of May, 2023, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today. To all our partners of Andrew Womack Ministries in Uganda, we thank you and appreciate you for the financial support you render to us to take the gospel as far and deep in the world. Truly because of you, the gospel reaches the whole body of Christ. We speak a blessing unto your lives and families and exceeding prosperity. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. There could be millions and millions and millions of people watching this program right now. And every one of you was designed by God with a purpose. And now here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to teach on a series that I've entitled How to Find, Follow, and Fulfill God's Will. I tell you, I love this. This has transformed my life, and I've, I believe that this is a key for everyone. I've been um, saying some really powerful things that the Lord used in my life in a big way. And I hadn't got time to go back and summarize it all, but I've focused primarily about how Moses was self-willed when he first found God's will for his life. And tried to bring it to pass through his own strength, his own ability. He even justified killing an Egyptian. Thinking that that was bringing God's will to pass. And he totally missed it. So he had to flee into the wilderness. And after 40 years in the wilderness, he learned that it was not going to be his might or his power, but it was going to be by the Spirit of the Lord that God was going to bring deliverance. And God appeared unto him in a burning bush. Exodus chapter 3. And spoke to him, it was time now to go back and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And he had learned this lesson that he couldn't do it. And so he started telling God, I can't do it. And they won't listen to me. It won't work. 
He had come to the end of himself, which is absolutely necessary. Era musono yali atuse ku komekome wa ku komerere yobulamubwe. Atenga icho chintu chikuru nyeri buli muntu yene ino kutoka ku komerere yobulamubwe. But you can't stop there. Neyate to ina komawo. There are some people that have learned this that without Christ I can do nothing. Umanyi wali abantu banje abachiize chino awatali Kristo sina chenyinza kola munze ngo omuntu. And that's essential and it's true but you've got to go beyond that. Echo chikulu era chirunji naye ato ino kusinga kawo obo ino kusukuluma kawo to where I can do all things through Christ. Nobiranga ba Filipi 113 bega manti nyinzi zokola byonna okuita mu Kristo Yesu ampamanyi. Without him I can do nothing. Awatali Yesu sina chensobola kola. But through him I can do everything. Neato kuita mu ye nyinzi zokola byonna. Those things need to be merged together. Ebye bintu bibiri bilino kubanga obireta wamu nobigatta. They need to be combined. Weta go kubireta ne bibiranga bikwatagana. Where you have no confidence in the flesh. But you have total confidence in who you are in Christ. Then when God gives you something to do and you know it's directed by Him, you can do all things. Ndikakati ubuo yinziza okola biona through Christ who strengthens you. Okuita mu Kristo Yesu akuwa manyi. So Moses had come to that place at the end of himself. Kakati tulaba musono ngane yali atuse ku nkomerero yobulamu bwe. But he was struggling to now believe that God could use somebody like him. Nira ne musono tumulabanga aluwana nokukiriza anti katonda asobola okudda mokozisa omuntu alinga ye. So God had him throw his rod down. Era tulaba katonda nga mugama anti kwato omugogo gusule wansi. His rod turned into a snake. It looked like it was going to kill him, and God told him to pick it up by the tail. And when he picked it up by the tail, it turned back into a rod. But Exodus chapter 4 verse 20 says, It was the rod of God. Neyatenga okuva esula yakuna olnyirwabiriro lugamanti gwali mugogwa mukama It was no longer just Moses right Gwali teguchali mugogwa Musa but it didn't just have the power that Moses had it had the supernatural power and ability of God in it Kakati guno mugo Musa gwali aina gwali teguchali gugwenti gulina amanyi genga ye Musa wabula gwali gufuso mugogwa mukama nga guina obusobozo kola bulichindu chona chona katunda chali asobola kukola And I've been stressing this the last few days Irabino byebimu ku bintu byembadengeza ko kunyonyola enako ziseke mabegawo That every one of us is going to have to come to a place to where you literally lay your life down Ndi bulisachi no mukufa tugenda kutuka kulunaku before God as a living sacrifice. And when you do that, he'll tell you to take it back up and he'll tell you to do things, but now it's not you living, it's Christ living through you. And the things that you're doing are at his direction instead of your own wisdom. And when you do that, you will have supernatural power. 
erebu unachikula butu ojakubula bamanyi gakatunda gamanyi and so moses was able to take this rod of god down to egypt and he threw it down it turned into a snake the magicians in Egypt did the same thing, but his snake ate all of the other snakes. And then he picked it up by the tail, it turned back into a rod. He held it out over the Nile, and the entire Nile turned into blood. He held it out over the land and lice came up. On the land and frogs came up. He held it up to the sky and hail fell out of a clear sky and then fire ran along upon the ground. And then he caused all kinds of plagues to come upon the Egyptians. Uh, cattle, but it didn't happen to the Israelites. He even held it up and there was darkness for three days. There was no sun whatsoever. And yet, in the Israelites' homes, there was sunlight. Not artificial light, not from a candle. But sunlight, when it was pitch dark, outside for three days. That's the power that was in that rod. It was now God's rod. And he also uh, used it to kill the firstborn of Egypt. And he did all of these things. And then in the 14th chapter, after they came out of the land of Egypt, let me read these verses to you in Exodus chapter 14, verse 1. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before this place between Migdal and the sea, over against Beelzebub, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land, the wilderness has shut them in. Bagamba abana ba Israeli bade enyuma basure mu maso ga pekalikosi wakati wa migudoli ne nyanja mu maso ga balizefoni emitala weli muli sura ku mabali ga nyanja olinyiyolokusatu falao alibogerako abana ba Israeli inti bazingizidwa mu nsi edungu libasibye you know what he was doing he was setting a trap for pharaoh umanyika tunachali agezako kola mu kisera kino yali agezako kuteka wa katego eri falao 
HE HAD MOSES CAMP WHERE THERE WAS A RED SEA ON ONE SIDE AND THEN THERE WAS MOUNTAINS ON THESE OTHER TWO SIDES. KATONDA ELETIRA MUSA OKUBANTI WEBASULA KURUDORUMU KUNJUI ZOMBI WALIYO ENSOZI NGATE MASOGABWE WALIWE NYANJA. So it was like a box canyon. There was no retreat. And he, and he knew that Pharaoh would look at it as I've got them. They can't escape. And he would entice Pharaoh to come down. And he said in the next verse, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all of his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. So once again, Moses wasn't doing his own thing. He didn't just make a bad decision and camp in a place to where there was no retreat. This was done at the direction of the Lord. It was a trap. Set to entice the Egyptians to come and pursue them. So that God could destroy them. Bring judgment upon them. So sure enough, it happened just the way the Lord said. Pharaoh marshaled all of his troops and his chariots, his horsemen came down. When the Israelites saw what was happening, they panicked. They said, were there no graves in Egypt? So that you made us come out here into the wilderness and die here. And they said, let's appoint a captain and go back and submit ourselves to slavery again. It's better to live a slave than die free in the wilderness. And look at what Moses said unto them in verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Mulioke 
You know, there's a lot of good things that Moses said right here. He stilled the people, and remember, they were in full civil war. They were in revolt. They could see the Egyptians coming, and they were panicking. And they were going to do something right then. And uh, Moses speaking with his faith and authority just completely stopped the people in their tracks. Kakati Musa, Ngakoza Sobu Yinzawe, Nama Nyagadiga Muedua, Yayugiriabantuba Nabali Bekalakasa, Navagama Murekidao, Muyimidiabu Yimidizi. So that was good. To a lot to a large degree, but look at the very next verse. Nenjagala wetegereze, orunyidi orudako gamba. It says in verse 15, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Mukama Nagama Musan Chichi, Echikunkuba Giza. You know, to me, that's kind of humorous, nearly. I mean, here comes the Egyptians by the hundreds of thousands with chariots and horses. To kill all of them. And his own people are wanting to revolt and kill him. And go and submit themselves to the Egyptians. And God says, why are you crying unto me? Man, I could have given many different reasons, like for our lives, uh, you know, for just all of these things. And the Lord says, Why are you crying unto me? And he says, Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Moses told him to stand still. God said, Tell them to go forward. Towards the Red Sea. And then look at this. He says, But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And then he promised that he would destroy the Egyptians. And so here's this situation. The Egyptians are coming down. The Israelis have revolted against Moses. He was in a bad shape. And he fell on his face and started crying out to God. Most people did think, oh, that was a great thing to do. God says, why are you crying, crying out unto me? 
Did you know that there is a time to pray? And ask God for help. But then there's a time for you to take the authority that God has given you and use it. Now that's an important, important statement. And my dealings with people are that the vast majority of people are not using our authority that God has given us as believers. They come to God like a beggar. And they say, oh God, the doctor says I'm going to die. Oh God, I can do nothing. I have nothing. And but would you please stretch forth your hand? If you pray like that, you're going to die. Because if you are born again, you have been given the supernatural power of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 19 and 20 says it's the same power that God used when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You have raising from the dead power on the inside of you. And if you come before God and say, oh God, it's cancer. I can't do anything. This is incurable. Well, you have just shot yourself in the foot. Because God gave you power over all sickness and over all disease. He, uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 28. All sickness and all disease which are not written in this book of the law, them you are redeemed from. You compare that with Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 1 Peter 2 24 By whose stripes you were healed. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, God wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And on and on I could go. God has given you authority and power. He said in James 4, 7, you submit yourselves unto God, then you resist the devil and he will flee from you. And the average Christian is saying, oh God, please make the devil flee. 
Asababu sabinti mukama nyambo gambe sitani amvidi. God, please get rid of this sickness. Ilibi sinibu singa nusabanti mukama nyambe indwa deno jinzi jeko. So God, please get rid of my poverty. Mukama nyambo buwafu bunobutwari. And you're begging God to do what he told you to do. Kakati ulia uo sabakatonda, akukoliri, echuchi ya gamba guokukola. You heal the sick. You cleanse the lepers. Ya gamba. You raise the dead. Matthew chapter 10 verse 8. You resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. There's a time and a place for you to quit praying. And to stand up and start commanding the power of God to manifest. Kakati nolio koi mila wei mirizi, nola gira amanye gakatonda galabisi wei. Man, that's awesome. Eji chenjo gede chiru unji. And see, Moses had fallen back into this place. Eletu labanda musono, nganei ya liya didide mabiga. Where, like I've been teaching the last few days, it was good for Moses to come to a place to where he couldn't do what God wanted him to do in his own strength and power. Yes, it's good to come there, but you got to be careful that you don't let your own inability stop you from exercising the authority that God has given you. And Moses was in a situation that looked impossible. And he fell on his face and started crying out to God. And God rebuked him and told him, get up off your face. And use the power that I've given you. Take that rod. My rod. This was the authority of God. And you hold it out and you command the sea to depart. I'm telling you, there's people watching this program right now that what I'm saying is your answer. You've been praying and asking God to just get the devil off your case. To heal your body, to prosper you. Financially, to take away your depression or whatever. And you aren't using the authority that God has given you. You know, Jamie and I got married October the 27th, 1972. And I tell you, I was dumber than a hammer. I had about $5,000 that I had saved. And I just was so excited about being called into the ministry. 
I walked into 7-Elevens and just started giving money to anybody who wanted it. Boy, you got to be dumber than a hammer to do stuff like this. But I just thought that I had to get away from having my own money. And I was waiting to trust God. Because of it, we became very poor. And we, had, we struggled. And within just a very few months, once we were married October the 27th and by the first part of 1993 or excuse me this was 73 1973 we had been served an eviction notice and I forget all of the details, but I needed $160. I'm not sure exactly how much our rent was. But we were more than one month behind. And we were given an eviction notice that we had to have $160 are we going to be, we're going to be evicted in the morning. And so I was standing the best I knew how. My head was wrong, but my heart was right. I was trying to believe God. Jamie and I drove to a revival service in Greenville, Texas. And all the way there, we sang Psalms chapter 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And we were standing and believing God and just trusting that we weren't going to get evicted. And the man preached on this exact passage of scripture. It was a little different than what I'm saying, but this is where I got some of this revelation. And he was talking about how the Lord told Moses to get up off of his face and use the authority that he had given him. Use that rod. And man, it spoke to me. 
So after the service was over, I went up. Jack Taylor was the man who was ministering. He just died, I think, last year. And, um, but anyway, Jack Taylor was one ministering. And I went up and told him my situation and said, I'd like you to agree with me. And so he prayed with me. And uh, he believed that I was going to receive the money uh, so that we wouldn't be evicted from our apartment. And we went all the way home and that night when we got home, I told Jamie, I said, I'm using the authority that God gave us. And I laid hands on this little metal folding chair. And I told Jamie, that we had, we were really poor, didn't have very much, but we had this little folding metal chair. And I said, if God has to, I believe he's turning this chair into money or doing whatever, but we are not being evicted. I command that power of God to flow. He's given me authority and we went to bed. And here's the rest of the story. My sister was at that same meeting. And she couldn't hear what I said. To Jack Taylor when I asked for a prayer, but she heard his prayer. And through that, she realized that we were going to be evicted. In the morning. So she went home, and her husband, my brother in law, Leon. He's a wonderful guy. He's now gone to be with the Lord, my sister and brother-in-law. But he was a wonderful guy, and he loved me, and we had a good relationship. But he absolutely thought I was crazy to quit working Give all of our money away. And trust God for finances. And he told me many times, he says, you're going to starve to death. And Joyce, when she heard all of this, she just knew that if she told Leon, her husband, what she had heard, that that would confirm all of his suspicions. And so she avoided it. She went home and he said, how was the meeting? 
bawe namubuza olukungana lwaba delutia and she told him and he asked about things and he said did you see anybody we know kakati nabu namubuza olukungana okwe lwaba delunji nayo inayo muti nagwa sanze yogwe tumanyiyo and she told him about some people that she saw and he just kept probing she wasn't going to volunteer this information kakati namunyonyola abantu byali amazo okulaba yo mulukungana nebawe neye but finally he just said did you see Andy and Jamie and Joy says well yes I did and he says have they starved to death yet and she says, well, as a matter of fact, I heard them praying. With the minister, and she she told Leon that we were going to be evicted in the morning. And Leon got mad and said, I knew it. This is what I was saying. This isn't God. He's crazy. And anyway, he got mad and left the house. This was about 10 30 or 11 or something like that. I don't know. And at three in the morning, he knocks on our door. It was about a two-hour drive from where he lived to where we were living. And he knocks on our door at three in the morning. And so I get up and I let him in and he comes in and just sits down and starts just talking. Shooting the breeze. And I said, Leon, it's three in the morning. And I and I said, why are you here? And he says, don't ask me any questions. I don't want to talk about it. But he says, if I've ever heard God in my life, God spoke to me and told me to come here and to give you this check. And he gave me a check for $160. It's exactly what we needed. And then he just got up and left. And so, you know, some people think, well, that was family. And so, you know, that wasn't really miraculous. I guarantee you, having my brother-in-law, the way he 
thought of me and ngukakasa okuletira muko wangono nebintu byalinga ndowozaako thought how crazy i was ukubanga byali uza nganti ndimularu to have him come and empty his bank account he was going to east Texas State University okumuletira ye okugenda kwa account ye senti zonazona zeria inako nazijjako kubanga mukasera ko yali yetegeko kubanga agenda ne kusetende kelego baita Eastern Texas University to get a doctor's degree abirenga sobulo kufuna jetuita PhD and he had i think two little children at that time era mukasera ko yaina abana abato bali babiri and uh, they were down to just basically nothing they were barely eating and he i found out later he actually emptied his entire bank account ngamukasira kutibaina na mere yaliyeba mala waka era nachuzura lovanyuma wano juzi nti sente ze yampa izo dola 10 munkaga yakwata sente zona ezali kwa account ye that 160 dollars was everything that he had ezodola chikumi munkaga ze yampa zezo kazoka ze inambula muwe and he emptied it and gave it to me a person who he disagreed with everything i was doing yaziku watazo nazona naze jako nazimpa nze omuntu gwalita kiriziganya naye gwalita kwatagana na ye and he gave it to me because god had touched him naziku wata nazimpa nze omuntu gwalita kwatagana na ye That was a greater miracle than if God would have turned that chair into money. Kunze ejo chali chali chamagero chinene nyo okusinga katonda ye okukwata entebe lije nalisabide fuke sente okufuka sente. Guarantee it was it was a supernatural provision. Ngukakasa bwali bwali bugabirizibwa bwa katonda. And it happened because I took my authority and used it. Irecho chaliwo kubanga nakoze sobuyinza bwange nimboko nakwato obuyinza ange nimbokoze sa There's a time to pray and ask God for wisdom Waliwe kisere kitufu choyino kusabira mukatonda kuwa magezi And you don't know what to do but once you know that God has given you power and authority Ngatomanyicha kokola neka stutegera nti katonda kwaddo obuyinza na amanyi Once you lay your life down and pick it up by the tail Then there are a lot of things that you have to do. And instead of calling on God and asking him to do it, you need to take your authority and use it. Kakati nga mu kifo cha gwe okuita katonda no mukabirira no musaba katonda abikoliri kakati nga gwe yetago kwato obuyinza bo obirengo subulo kulagira ebintu bino bilenga bila bisibwa So I've been saying this the last few days Bino byemba dengeza ku kunyonyola enakwezisekema mabegao There's this balance between you can do nothing having no confidence in the flesh ndi olino kuleta ebintu bino ku chipimo And then over here I can do all things through Christ. Ngate kuludola logamanti nyinzi zokola byonna okuita mu Kristo Yesu ampa amanyi. You've got to know your authority and you've got to marry these things together and it's Olino kumanya obuyinza bo nabiche byakuwebwa ero inokuleta ebintu bino bibiri wamu. It's not just like you you learn this lesson and and you just go straight and you never make a mistake. Techirinti It's more like you wave like this, like you go back and forth between these things. Kakali 
Moses didn't do it perfectly. Right here in the 14th chapter, he fell back into thinking, God, what am I going to do? I'm nothing, I'm nobody, and he forgot the power and the authority that he had. And then later on, you can see that he had already smitten a rock one time. And enough water came out to feed or to water all of the people and their animals. And that was good, but God told him to strike the rock. Then it happened a second time. And this time Moses got into the flesh and got back to being self-confident. I mean, he had seen great miracles happen. He saw the Jews delivered from Egypt. He saw the Red Sea parted. He saw, uh, you know, poisoned waters become sweet. He had seen so many miracles. And he just got into the flesh. And he even told the people, he says, Must I fetch water for you rebels out of the rock? And God told him to talk to the rock. Not to hit it, talk to it. And yet he hit it with that rod. And nothing happened the first time, so he hit it a second time. And by the grace of God, the water came out and fed the people. But the Lord told him, he says, because you didn't honor me. And believe what I said, and you hit it instead of speaking to the rock. Therefore, you will not go into the promised land. And there's multiple reasons for this. I'm really short of time. I haven't got time to explain all of this today, but... The scripture says that that rock that followed them was Christ. And so smiting the rock once is like Jesus being crucified. But he can't be crucified a second time. Hebrews chapter 6 says that. So there's symbolism here, yes. 
THAT YOU ONLY CRUCIFY CHRIST ONCE AND THEN YOU JUST APPROPRIATE EVERYTHING THAT THAT ONE ATONEMENT MADE. NDIKAKATI CHRISTO YA FOMU LUNDI GUMU EDAM OLVANYURO KUFOMU LUNDI OGOGUMU OFUNE MEGANYURO JOKUFOKU. AND HE SHOULDN'T HAVE hit THAT ROCK, HIT THAT ROCK THE SECOND TIME. So I agree with that, and that is all true. But God got so mad at the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 32 that he told Moses to get out of the way and he is going to kill them all. Moses just broke some symbolism, which I'm not saying symbolism isn't important. Musa chemanyi yamenya ebi mukubi fana nye biyadi chikiri ya Kristo munda gani nkadi. Sigeza kukuubi kukuubi sawansi tebina makuru. But it doesn't seem near as bad to me as God just wanting to kill them all. Neate echate and yet God punished Moses to the degree that he wouldn't even let him go into the promised land. I think there was more than just symbolism. I think it was this self-will of Moses. Coming back that God told him to speak to the rock, but no, he thought it'd be more dramatic to hit the rock. Kakati urokubanti Musa, ye yali alu zanti, chali bade chirunji nyo, okubanga, uruazuru na rukuba, mchfochoko ogera na ruonga katonda bayali amula gidei. After all, he had done it before. Urokubanti yali achikozeko mnundi ogwasoka. It worked, it was a God idea before. And he just supposed that he could do it that way. He, he was leaning unto his own understanding. And if God didn't stop Moses from getting back into that self-will, Moses could have blown it again. Musono yali agenda kudamu kudobonka nyente gikaya katondo mulundi ogwokubidi. And cost the children of Israel another 40 years in the wilderness. Yali achasobulo kuletira abana ba Israeli okubanga baddamu kusigala muddungu emyaka emiralana. Thank you for listening to the Gospel Truth program. We believe that you have been blessed. Please call us on 0200-330-000 to pray with you or to make an inquiry or share your testimony with us. We speak healing into your body and prosperity into your life. You are blessed. Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Mac Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. Every last Thursday of the month, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today.